Okay, good morning guys, let's begin. Baruch Hashem, a new day, a new life, right? Your day is your life, right? This moment is the life that Hashem has, has blessed us with and has given us, given to us to try and uh, work on ourselves and make ourselves better and to try and appreciate and see the, all the beauty that Hashem has blessed us with and has given us with, has given us. Um, this is one of my, uh, I don't want to say favorite, but a, a very impressionable uh, Chafetz Chaim that, that it says in the Zohar that in Shemayim there are two chambers. In the heaven there are two chambers. There's the chamber of Schus, where 71 Sanhedrin look to find Schusim for the Jewish people. Okay, could you imagine that? Like we learned in the Daf. Um, yesterday that, uh, that, uh, oh no, it wasn't in the daf, where did I learn it? I don't know, I learned it in, uh, in the Vaharavna, that just, that there are two angels, right? The Gemara and Shabbos, that's what I was thinking, the daf. Gemara and Shabbos, we'll get to it, Mitzvah in the daf, Kufyud, Kufchavtes, I think, Kufchavtes, around there, where it talks about that when a person walks home Friday night, there are two angels, right? If he sees the Shabbos table all, you know, set nicely, so the angel gives them a bracha. If there's fighting in the house and all that, then the angel gives them a curse. What do we, what do we see from there? A person's walking around. Their angels literally are right next to them. Right? They say a story with the stipler. I heard this from somebody who was involved in the story. They say the stipler once, someone came to him to get a bracha, and the stipler started yelling at the guy in front of other people. And he was like, get out of here, get out of here, like screaming, and the guy ran away. Right? And everyone was like, whoa, why did the, why the tzaddik embarrass this person? So they wanted to find out what, what happened. So someone went to the stipler uh, either the, that day, the next day, whatever it was, and said, why did you embarrass that guy? So the stipler says, I saw the malach standing around that guy's head. So the only thing I could do is embarrass him, because if you embarrass someone, it's like you killed them. So therefore, I was able to get rid of the malach hamavis. Say, what's the shot? Shot is that there's real stuff going on. We just look at it like, oh, okay, oh, you know, Corona just happened. Corona didn't happen. Didn't just happen. It's 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 the uh, effects of the Eight Sahara. There's real stuff going on. I was saying that's why no one knows. They say one of the biggest challenges of Corona is the fact that nobody can put their finger on it. First they say, oh, it affects this one. No, then it affects this one. No, then it goes this way. Then it goes that way. Oh, if you do this, they have no clue, right? They have no clue. They can't find it. They can't run after it. Why? What's the shot? It's like the Eight Sahara. You can't, you can't, can't put your finger on it. This one's a little bit tougher. What's the shot? There's a reality to that. So says the Chavetz Chaim. There's a reality that there's a chamber in heaven that is waiting for the schusim of the Jewish people. Then there's another chamber, and that chamber the Sutton sits and he can't can't wait to talk bad about this one. Can't wait to talk bad about this one. Okay. So could you imagine? So there's 71 um, Sanhedrin who look to find schusim for the Jewish people in this chamber, and then in this other chamber, the Sutton's sitting there saying, oh, the Jewish people this, the Jewish people Listen to this. From where does each Hegel draw its power? Yes. It's what you think it is. The answer, says the Zohar, is when a person thinks positively and looks for schusim 
in others, right? I'm in page 38 in, in uh, Purity of Speech, day 10. So you can look it up. Then the Heichel's Chus finds Chusim for him. You hear this? When you find good in other people, so the chamber of good finds good in you. If a person always finds faults in others, then the Satan in the Heichel Achova finds fault with him. Unbelievable. Amish, unbelievable. Unbelievable the power of our thinking. The power of our thinking about another Jew. And nobody knows what you think of, of another Jew. Like we said yesterday, nobody knows what's in your heart. So to try as best you can to find, right? It says in Mitzil Sharm, in Chesidus, he says over there that uh, the way a person acts to somebody in this world, that's the way Hashem acts with you in the upper world. That's the way it is. The Gran Mishle says that you do chesed lemata, Hashem does chesed lemala. So if you're going to judge someone strictly, so Hashem says, great, no problem. You're the one, you're the one who's, who's the judge, right? Like Nassim, you guys know the story with Nassim Anavi and David Amelech, right? Nassim Anavi showed David Amelech a situation and he says, no, how would you, how would you touch up the situation? How would you do this? So David Amelech says this, this, and that. He says, ah, oh, guess what? That's you. You just judge yourself. You just gave yourself the, the penalty. So when we see somebody, what it really is is Hashem showing us us. And based on how you judge it, so that's why a person is going to say after 120, a person says, wait, 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 it's not fair the way you're judging me. What do you mean it's not fair? You're the one who gave the judgment on yourself. So if you go around and you judge everyone favorably and you see the good in everyone, you're good to go. Could you send that to me? Unbelievable. Exactly. Unbelievable. Exactly. So that's why the, for the importance of seeing the good in others is, is, is the, highest, the highest chesed that you could do for yourself. For yourself. Okay, let's learn the halach and practice. Talking negatively about someone's actions or traits. Discussing someone's bad midos. You're not allowed to reveal that someone did an avera. That's what we said yesterday. And right, we said it's much worse to say, oh, this guy did an Avera, right? Than it is the Avera itself. You say, oh, this guy was Machal Shabbos. It's much worse for you to speak Lashon Hara about him than his Chal Shabbos. It's much worse to say, oh, that guy talks during Davani and that guy does this. So it's much worse to say the negative against the person than the action that the person's doing. So not only that, bad Midos as well. For example, lazy nature stinginess. My brother became a very lazy person since he went to yeshiva and they are lenient in regard to letting him write lateness. So not only did you say Lashonara about your brother, you're also saying Lashonara probably about his yeshiva. My grandmother was a very nervous mother since she experienced many hardships in life. Okay. You're not allowed to reveal that someone lost his temper 
or her temper, even if it is said, by the way. You called your neighbor to ask if your son could be dropped off at his house after school, and he agreed. Later you called... What? You said your grandmother was very nervous because she went through the Holocaust. I don't know. So she's a very nervous person. Now let's say that. Slashanara. Yeah, to say she's a nervous... Yeah, you're saying a negative thing, yeah. She's a very nervous mother. My grandmother was a very nervous mother. Is that a compliment? You want someone to say, oh, you're a very nervous father? It's, a neg- it's negative. I'm not saying a caring. It's a little extra tense over there. It's not her fault. She went, she went through it. Huh? a very normal thing, though. Yeah, well. It's because his name doesn't mean it's not bad. Yeah, but it's negative. Would you want someone to say that you're, you were a very nervous father? My father is a very nervous guy. Right? You wouldn't want you wouldn't want someone to say that. It's yeah. not stun. It's not just saying stun. Oh, she went through a hard place. That's why my grandmother. Someone would say, "Oh, my grandmother." You would say that in front of her. What? You would say that to the person in front of them. Probably. You would. But you would say you're a very nervous person because of that. Yeah, you wouldn't say you hurt their feelings. You'd hurt them if you said that, right? People that go through the Holocaust. And so if you say someone went through the Holocaust. No, I'm saying it's not right. It's, so known, it's known that people that went through the Holocaust, they buy a lot of food. Is it Lushman to say that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, it depends on what context you're saying it. If you're saying it in a negative way, oh gosh. These guys went through, uh, yeah, they overload everything. Yeah, it depends the right. context. Yeah, right. It's the same thing. So you're saying it in a negative way. Yeah. I heard from Shia a while ago um, that we're judging people like negatively or positively. So uh, the idea is, is call up a set of more person. Meaning you're only right. a couple of things that you have to take in mind. Right. And the fact that you can say, like, oh, this is not all positive. If he judges it negatively, then that means there's a trace of him that he does have post out And if he judges it positively, so you see like he couldn't conceptualize something. Beautiful. 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 Okay, good. You call your neighbor na- so we said you call your neighbor to ask if your son could be dropped off at his house after school and he agreed. Later you called to say, I called the school in the morning to make the bus change. Oh, you should have heard how that secretary yelled at me for bothering her. You're not allowed to say that statement about the secretary. I'm so forgetful lately. Last Shabbos, I forgot to cook eggs for the meal. After my husband yelled at me, I realized that I had to better, better shape up. You're not allowed to mention, right, that your husband yelled, even if it was, by the way. Well, you like that one, Shalom uh, okay. Okay, Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be Zoka to only see the good in each other. To only see the good and it's hard. Guys, it's very, very hard. That's one of the reasons, the main reason that we're in Gullis. It's because it's very, very hard to see the good and it's very, very hard not to speak Lashon Hara. It's very, very difficult. But all we can do is we can learn the halachas every day. We could remind ourselves of the importance of not speaking Lashon Hara. We can remind ourselves of the importance of judging Lekavzchus. So Hashem will help us today and every day 
be zocher not to speak any lashon hara, not to hear any lashon hara, not to be involved in any sort of lashon hara. Us and all the Jewish people. Right. Yes. Just another thing. I was like, Rebbe always Rebbe says a line a bunch that um, not down to do when you're not down to do something, you're just forgetting what you're doing. So that's just the way we can read the Talmud. Exactly. Too. Beautiful. Beautiful. Meaning that he's, uh, he forgot. He's whatever. Forgot. He, doesn't know, he doesn't know what he's up to right now. Beautiful. Beautiful, Avi. Very nice. It's true. The more you could judge the Kafschus, and it's hard. It's very, very hard. Beautiful. You got to try and you got to try and have as much ammunition on you to be able to pull out of your pocket different things. Oh, maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, maybe that. The more, the more ammunition you have of that, the better it is. Maybe, like Avi says, Maybe the guys, you know, he's, he doesn't remember. He doesn't remember as best as he can. We forget all the time. Right. Exactly. Why can't he? Correct. Okay. Kama Nifla. We're up to page fifty-eight in the in the Masilsi um, Sharam, the art school Masilsi Sharam. Kama Nifla Maimer Hamiti. That it says Tashus Chayshech. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, 56. Oh, sorry, page 56. So he says, um, Chachamim, Chacham Zechron Levracha told us the importance of making a cheshben. Umashamim Zechron Levracha, Ken Yom Ramoshim Bo Cheshben, Ken Yom Ramoshim Yitzchim Bo Nechashav Cheshbon HaShalolam. Right, those who work on themselves they are constantly asking what Hashem wants and what is life about. Hefsid mitzvah keneged scharos, charavera keneged seda, which means what do I gain when I do a mitzvah and what do I lose when I don't do a mitzvah? And the same with an avera. What do I gain when I do an avera? What do I lose when I don't do an avera? Which means the more you think about, like we said yesterday, the more you calculate in your mind. Our minds are sometimes very lazy and we don't go ahead and we don't think things through well enough. And we don't say, is it worth it for me to do this? We're very impulsive. He says, who is able to tell people what the truth is and how good it is on the other side? Somebody who already got out of it. Right? Many times... When a person is stuck in something, he doesn't realize how amazing it is to get out of it. Once you get out of it, then you can tell somebody else, oh, you know what, I promise you, the reason you're giving into your desires is because you're trying to get happiness and enjoyment. Try it, right? Don't knock it till you try it, right? So you tell someone, Tamu Ritu, you don't realize what it is to live this life. Kimishua Dain Chavish Bemaisu Yitzro, somebody who is still in jail from his Yetzirah, and his Yetzirah is the one that rules his life. He says, you can't even see the truth. Right? You're in the dark. You don't even know. You're literally blind. You're like in the darkness. This world is comparable tonight. What do we have that gives us the light? Torah. Kiner mitzvah, the Torah are. 
What does the Torah do? What the Torah do is it tells us how to survive in this dark world. If you don't have the Torah, if you don't have that, then you will be living in the darkness. If you don't have Torah, then you will be in the dark. And one of the worst things about being in the dark is something called denial. Don't even notice I am lying. Don't even notice I am lying. That's the worst thing about the darkness. They say, Anoichi haster astir. What does that mean, Anoichi haster astir? I will be master from Hester. What does that mean, Avram David? I'll be master from Hester. What does that mean? It's so hidden. Now what? No, it's so denial. Denial. Why? Because, right? Because when someone, right? Right? One of the tzaddike of the yeshiva, I'm not going to mention his name unless he gives me permission, right? Came to me the other day and says, Rabbi, I have a big, big problem. And he told me exactly what his problem is. I'm like, I'm like, you're the man. <laughs> That's called you're out of denial. You're not in denial. Once you know your problem, you're not half the way there. You're 99% the way there. Why? Because now I know what I've got to work on. Aster, Aster. What's a double Hester? A double Hester is that I'm hidden from the fact that I'm hidden. It's all good. Yichap, when are things you're hidden from Hashem? What does that mean? I'm far from Hashem. I want to come close to Hashem. But if I think I'm close to somebody and I'm far from Him, then I'll never try to get close to Him because I think I'm close already. So it says to Mesil Zisharim, that's the worst thing that could be for a person because he's in darkness and he thinks it's all good, right? Right? You know the example I give of the guy who dates the girl and they go out and it was awesome and he had a great time. He's like, oh my gosh, this is, I think, the one. She's amazing. She's awesome. She's the best. Oh my gosh, amazing. I hope she liked me, right? And then he goes into his car or he goes into the bathroom right in the middle of the date and he notices, uh, you know, he has uh, some ketchup on his cheek, right, from the, from the meal or he has a poppy seed, right? Or his uh, shirt is untucked. He's like, oh my gosh, what a fool. I thought all was good. It wasn't good. I thought it was all good. I didn't realize that I looked a certain way. I didn't, look, I didn't realize that my collar, right, is coming in, like, right? He's going in and giving the speech, like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I, I didn't realize. That's denial. And that's only on a physical sense. That's what darkness does. Question, comments. That's why you need friends. That's why you need Torah. That's why you need Rebbeim. That's why you need, if you need a therapist, that's why you need someone to tell you your, your zipper's open, your ketchup's on your cheek, you have a poppy seed in the middle, your shirt is untucked. You need this. I remember, I remember to this day, I remember when I was a teenager, so we used to go to a youth minion. I grew up a little bit more, you know, uh, like in, in mixed situations. So part of Shabbos morning was going to the youth minion and the, you know, the, the, the girls were going to be there also, so it was like, you know, you want to dress, you know, uh, obviously Shabbos morning, you know, make sure you're looking good, going to shul, right? And, uh, and I remember, before I almost remember this to this day, I was probably 15 years old, 16 years old, right? I almost literally remember this to this day, I'm ready to walk out, and my mother says to me, I have to thank my mother, I'll give her, I'll tell her today, Mr. Shem, that I mentioned her in Shear, right? My mother said, says, Yoni, you got it you got to switch that tie. That tie does not match with your suit. And I'm like, I, I thought I was like the man. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you so much. She's like, that I'll tell you. Your mother's going to tell you, you know, I care about you. I love you, 
right? Your friends aren't going to come in, oh, you're mad, you know, oh, your tie doesn't match. Oh, you be quiet. Oh, get out of here. Oh, well, you're jealous, you know? When you care about someone, you tell them. So you need people in your life. Obviously, you don't have people in your life who are putting you down. It's not about, again, there's a big difference. It's not about putting you down. I said this last night in Cheer. I don't know if you guys, right? I don't know how many tuned into it. I said, I said in Cheer last night, it's not about being a mean father or about a, being a mean parent or a mean friend. It's not about being mean. It has nothing to do with discipline and helping somebody. You don't have to be mean. You could be nice about it. You could say, I love you and you're awesome, but like, you know, I see that you have this problem. So a person gets defensive, right, because we say the difference between shame and guilt, right, is that you made a mistake, you are a mistake. When someone says and, and grows up in a house or, he, or he, whatever it is, he suffers from that, I am a mistake. So that means someone says to you, oh, you're doing something wrong. Oh, oh no, I didn't do anything wrong. Whoa, chill. Chill out. I didn't say you are wrong. Your whole essence is wrong. I just said, you know, maybe you got to work on this thing. Maybe you got to work on that thing. And the more a person can accept that, then he's out of the dark. Then he's not in denial. Then he starts beginning that he knows I am lying. I know I'm lying. And he doesn't fight it. Okay, question, comments. Okay, yeah, good, good. And that's a true friend. It's hard to have a friend like that. Usually you want your friends to just, usually you want your friend to agree with you. And someone who doesn't agree with me, someone who doesn't agree with me, right, I don't want that guy to be my friend because, because he doesn't agree with me. When it's really the exact opposite. The friend that can help you the most in life is the friend who disagrees with you because then you get a different perspective. I don't mean disagree in, in, in the sit around the table and just argue about stupidity. That's stomp stupidity. I'm talking about someone who could tell you, you know, you know, you could ask them. Right? Many of you have had this with me when I, when, uh, you know, we'll talk about it. I'll say, go ask your roommates. Go ask your people. Go ask your friend, right? Go ask people. What, right? Remember you did that, Yossi, last year. Right? Go around to, to many people and ask them, well, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are my this? Okay, quite, that was a good comment, Yossi. Questions, comments, anyone else? My Shihuda. That what? Comments, questions? You agree? <laughs> right? It's Torah. I'm saying. Yes, Avi. Um, besides the fact living like, oh, yeah, like friend wise, also like that, just being real with the person. It's, 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 you know, it's kind of like a. Right, right, correct. Correct. Oh, we're going to learn soon also Torah. Why? What does Torah do? Torah tells you what's what's right and what's wrong. Torah tells you, this is how you live your life. You learn Musr. You open up Archas Tzadikim. You learn Musr, and it says you're like this, and you're like this, you're like this. You're like, whoa! How does he know? How's the Masil Sharm? I remember learning the Masil Sharm. One of the reasons I fell in love with the Masil Sharm when I was. Your age, I remember I was like, oh my gosh, how does he know me so well? Like, did he ever meet me? Like, he's talking right to me. Like, oh, that also? Oh my gosh, I'm just like that. Oh my gosh, and this also. I'm like, oh my gosh. 
like my best friend. Now he could tell me, right? Now he could tell me. That's why Rashi says, Kenei lechachavar. What does Rashi say, guys? What? Safer. Safer. Rashi says, you know who your best friend is? Read. Learn Torah. Because it'll tell you what you're about. The Torah created you. Hashem created you. Hashem created you. So Hashem knows what you're made of. You don't know what you're made of. Right? We mask ourselves with all of our insecurities whenever it happened. Whenever it happened, whether it was fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, even maybe before that at home, who knows? If someone hurt you, if things hurt you, suddenly you then, you then turn into somebody who you're not. <laughs> That's what happens. You fake, you fake yourself out. So a person starts opening himself to the truth and he's like, wow. Yes.
why is it that people think, okay, I don't know why is it living, but like, why do people think that the Torah isn't, isn't here to tell me to like, be nice and be, it's just here to give me all these like, it's a real Because they don't know it, because they don't know what they're talking about. No, because they don't know. A person looks through it in the lens of Hashem's just being merciful to me. He's exactly. being a nice friend. He's telling me how to live it. Exactly. Because they don't know. Because they don't know. I love it. But. Shia, because they don't know. They're in the dark. They don't know. What if, who knows? I don't know anything. But I. But from the limited that I do know, I don't know what anybody like that's talking about. And I don't know a lot. So imagine someone who does know so much for sure. I already I only scratched the surface. And I'm like, yeah, this is the best. This is awesome. It's all about love and giving and connection. And it's beautiful. It's the guy who drinks wine. It's the old story. The little kid takes a little sip of wine. Ugh, it's all bitter. All right, give him a glass or two. It'll be sweet as sugar. That's Torah. Torah is compared to wine for that reason. You drink a little bit. Ugh, uh, it's not for me. Shabbos, not for me. This is not for me. That's not for me. Got to get involved. You got to get into it. Okay, that's really a different thing. Okay, Hashem will help us. Right, the goal in life, as he says, We live in a place that is constantly dark. And we need each other. We need Hashem. We need the Torah. We need the, the relationships with people who are there for our benefit to help us understand what's best for us. Because there's one person who you can't see in the world, and that's yourself. So you need other people to guide you and to help you get on the path. And the more a person, it's one of the memchas kinyanim of Torah, one of the 48 ways to acquire Torah, is what? Ohev esatochachas. Is that you love when people give you rebuke. You love when people tell you how you could improve and how you could be better. Question, comments, and then we're going to wrap it up. A lot of... Uh... Yes. Yes. Exactly. 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 And I'm going to say something also. Beautiful, Yossi. I'm going to say something also because he's going to talk about it. I got it from him. At a certain stage in your life, I'm not talking to you specifically, but it could be a little bit because you're getting older. When you're 15 years old, when you're 16 years old, when you're 17 years old, it's all about your friends. It's all about your friends. It's all about your friends. At what time do you start graduating from my friends? And you graduate to say, now it's time for me to live the life that I want to build with my wife and my family. Because yes, it's always good to have friends. It's good to have chaverim, which is different than friends. And as you get older, you'll see you don't need a lot of friends. You need a friend here, a friend there. You'll stick with. You'll see Mitzvah Shem as you get past yeshiva. What you think you're going to be friendly with everyone you're in yeshiva? You're going to stick with this guy here, this guy here, this guy. Are you going to have a reunion? How many times do people have reunions already? And do what? What are we going to do? Oh, great! No, you move on with your life, and you stick with this guy who helps you, and you see he's good for you, and he strengthens you. Slowly, you start moving away from that high school, teenage years. Elementary school, it's all about the social friends. All about friends. It's all about friends. After that, it's about checking yourself and going ahead and saying, how am I going to live my life? Uh, he's going to talk about it. Silsharm's going to talk. It's one of the reasons that people don't change. Silsharm says it. 
one of the reasons why people don't change is because they're trying to still be friends with everybody. So they're not going to change. We'll talk about that. Hashem will help each and every one of us. The key is don't worry about your past, guys. Don't worry about yesterday. Don't worry about an hour ago. Don't worry about a week ago. A year ago. <laughs> I went to one of the tzaddikim once with a balchuva. I went to one of the tzaddikim with a balchuva. And he says, he says, tzaddik, tzaddik, I can't stop thinking about my past. That's what he said. And the tzaddik told him yesterday is literally like thousands of years ago. Right? A million years from now is closer to you than yesterday. You ever caught that? A million years from now is closer than yesterday. And what do we spend our whole life? What does the HR spend this whole thing jumping on us? Yesterday. Yesterday. A week ago. A month ago. It's done. It's over. Forever. Forever. You'll never be able to turn back the clock to Monday. Never, ever, ever. Yesterday, whatever happened, could be the best day of your life. Could be the worst day of your life. You'll never, ever, ever be able to go back in time. You can only build now and the future. Let us build together, guys. Forget about yesterday. Let's, let's have an amazing day together. And uh, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Let's go, guys.